Father, we thank you. You know, one of the ways you know that um, the Holy Ghost is in a place is prophecies. Prophecies will comfort. Prophecies that are strong enough to shift your life. Prophecies. Can we thank God for his word? Thank God. Thank God. Bless his holy name. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, powerful. everybody so good to see everybody I'm, I'll just make this very fast because I want us to finish in good time I just have um, something God put in my spirit that I want to share with you and I really want you to pay attention to what I want to say I want you to pay rapt attention if you are, if you are writing that's a good thing to do um, I was telling the leaders that I, I, I woke up Today around 3 a.m. and I just couldn't sleep back. Right? There was there was just this rumbling in my spirit. And I know when God is emphasizing something. The things I want to share are very basic, very simple, but these are things that will that will change your life, that will put you on the right path in fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Open to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise and thanks. Such a powerful word. Such a powerful word. Are we together? It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Can we say new creation? Come on, can we say new creation? He says, all things are passed away. Behold, 
new things have come. Can we say the new has come? Can you say the new has come? And so we know this scripture, something you have been quoting since probably children class and all of that. But this is, for me, this is like the most powerful scripture that I believe every believer should meditate on daily. He says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation, is a new breed, is a new species. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you are a man in Christ Jesus, if you are born again, you believe in the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a new creation. And I'm going to talk a little about what it means to be a new creation. Because we always say that new creation, new creation. And some of us don't even understand what it means. When the Bible says you are a new creation... Bible is saying that you are God's masterpiece. The best of God's creation is the man in Christ Jesus. The best. The best of God's creation is the man in Christ Jesus. And so when the scripture is telling us that you are a new creation, it means that you are God's best work of art. You are God's masterpiece. This mindset, this meditation alone will revolutionize your life entirely. In such a way that you carry yourself knowing fully well that you are God's masterpiece. You are God's mastercraft, master and work, masterpiece. That's what the new creation man is. Hallelujah. And this is what, you see, being a Christian is not just about going to church. It's not, it's not, you know, being drowned in a sea of activities. It is coming into the consciousness that you are a new creation, that you are God's best work of art. God's masterpiece. Something that the world has never seen before. Something unusual. And when that mindset dawns on you, you will realize that there are possibilities in God that are available for you because you are a man in Christ. Say after me, say, I'm God's masterpiece. Come on, say, I'm God's masterpiece. So Christianity is not a religion. And you see, we are gathered here today not because we just want to scratch a religious itch. Just because we just want to get an activity going. No, there's something God is calling us to see. There's an identity that we must see in God. There's something very vital that we must comprehend. That you are God's master work of art. You are God's best work of art. And you see, when you when you when you study um someone that studies science, you have studied about galaxies, about all of those things. And you're like, wow, how did God do all of these things? I'm saying to you that the man in Christ Jesus is far greater than anything that God created. Far greater than any single thing that God has created. The man in Christ Jesus is far greater. The potentials that you carry in God are beyond what you can imagine. And that's why every single day we need to feed on faith words. Words that show you your identity. Words that reveal the purpose and plans of God for your life. God, is, you see, you didn't get born again just to go to church. Going to church is beautiful, it's important. 
But that's not just what God created you for. When you read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says that you are God's best work of heart. That's the way I like to put it. You are God's best work of heart. And if you are God's best work of heart, it means there's something powerful that God wants to reveal through you. And your heart has to comprehend it. Your heart has to comprehend it. And so this afternoon, I just want to show you some realities. You know, somebody, I was in a meeting and the lady was saying, you know, all these new creation reality things, I don't like to hear them. And you know, I was in that meeting, just a little girl, we were just talking. And I was going to ask her a question. Are you a new creation? I'm sure her answer would be yes. Because she believes this scripture. So if you're a new creation, what should you be feeding on? Come on, answer me. What should you be feeding on? Just so simple. So when you live out studying what it means to be a new creation, there are certain realms of glory you can't touch. And please, the things I want to share today, your, 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 your head may argue, but your spirit will understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your head may argue because there are some things that we have we have heard before that are not consistent with the revelation of God's word. And today, God is going to help us to see that experiences cannot be greater than God's word. Rather, if you believe God's word, if you feed on God's word to a point, your experiences will change. Amen. Are we ready? Huh? Number one, let's write. The new creation man is clothed with righteousness. Can we say righteousness? Can we say righteousness? Come on, can we say righteousness? So every member of this new race, every member of this new species of mankind has been clothed with righteousness. And I'm going to show you what we mean when we say clothed with righteousness. Please look up for a moment. I want to say something very vital. If you are not conscious that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you can't walk in dominion. You can be a prayer warrior, but if you are not conscious that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you can't have dominion. Very impossible. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. It says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace, and of what? And of the gift of righteousness, shall do what? Come on, shall do what? Can you say reign in life? Listen, you can't reign in life until you understand that you have the gift of righteousness. If the consciousness that you are the righteousness of God is not heavy on your heart, you can't listen. I know I will say some things. Let me come down because I want to talk to us. Amen. We must get this thing I want to say. But somebody will say, Satan is always pressing me in the night. He's always pressing me in the night. And it's because you don't know you have the gift of righteousness. It is the consciousness that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that empowers you to reign over the works of the devil. 
And listen, I've told our guys, I've said it time and again, that Satan knows that by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you are above him. He knows. But he's a lawless spirit. And so because he's a lawless spirit, he's not going to... The, the, the knowledge that you are above him doesn't concern him. He's still going to come and try to afflict you. So if you don't know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you can't reign. You can't have dominion. In fact, can I say something to you? Prayer power is not a posture. Are you with me, friends? When you go for prayer meetings, people have different kind of posture. When they do like this. That's not prayer power. Prayer power is in understanding that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. James says the effectual fervent prayer of what? Of a righteous man. So in case you are praying without understanding that you are a righteous man, your prayer doesn't carry power. What gives you prayer power is that you know that God hears you. And Jesus displayed that reality at the tomb of Lazarus. He said, Father, I thank you. Because you do what? You hear me. So if you are a kind of person that prays without the consciousness that God hears you, that your prayers are powerful and they can change things, you will just be rattling in tongues. Nothing specific will happen. But as a righteous man, you must believe and be conscious that when you pray, the forces of heaven are loosed for your sake. Are we together, friends? There must be a consciousness that when I pray, the forces of heaven respond. And this will help you, it will save you from falling to the house of charlatans. Because some of us, when you have little issue, you are looking for somebody to prophesy to you. Somebody to just give you a word of prophecy. You don't know that you can stay with God and command results by your own prayers. And the kind of men that God is raising are not men who are not sure of their standing before God. If you are not sure of your standing before God, there are many things that Satan will afflict you of that is not supposed to be to be your reality. The consciousness. Hallelujah. Some of us, there are things happening in our family that are not consistent with God's word. And you are a believer. You go to church. You have not been able to do anything about it. And the simple reason is because you don't know that your prayer can produce results. Why? You are a righteous man. I can't pray and God won't hear me. It's not possible. It is not possible for me to pray and God will not hear me. When I pray, results are made available. Why? Because I'm a righteous man. Are we together, friends? And so there are many things that, you know, somebody said to me one time, I said, you know, all these talks about new creation, me, I don't believe it. He said, there's such a thing as as generational causes. I said, yes, they exist. But for you as a believer, it should not exist in your own life. For you as a righteous man, you have the ability in Christ Jesus to put a stop to 
generational patterns that are not consistent with the character of God. And so if you fail to comprehend that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you will be at, at the mercy of the devil. Afflicting your life, afflicting your academics, afflicting your, your relationships, afflicting your family, just because you fail to comprehend this simple truth. And what God is doing is that he wants us to rise up and take responsibility. Hallelujah. He wants us to arise and take responsibility. Because God's intent for you is not just to be looking for who to help you, where to run to, which mountain to go to. God is waiting on you to rise up in the fullness of what he has made you to be and begin to shut the mouth of the devil. Bring the works of darkness down. Say I'm a righteous man. Say I'm a righteous man. Say I have dominion over the works of the devil. No, as I'm saying this, some of you don't even believe it. Because you have heard it over time. You know, I have a problem with, and I'm sorry to say this, I have this, this, I don't know what, why I'm like that. You are always having deliverance service every week. And is that the kind of church you go to? I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. But the question I want to ask you, is that how powerful devil is? That every single week you have to go for deliverance. When the Bible says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. If there's any deliverance a believer needs, it is deliverance from ignorance. Because the day you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the yoke of the enemy will break. Amen. So was the, the, the addictions that we are facing is because we don't know this simple truth. I'm a righteous man. I'm a righteous man. My prayers are powerful. My prayers, some of you, when you live here, you should go to your family members and say, give me prayer points. I want to pray for you. That's why God put you there. This consciousness must overwhelm you. This consciousness must be developed in you. Now, it's not going to happen in one day. These are things that you have to feed on a daily basis. These are realities you have to give your mind to. You know, all this one, you're always looking for portals. You know, all this, I don't know what you listen I don't know. You know the portals of the, how do you say those things? The portals and the, eh? I don't know how to say those things. Those things cannot help you. Those things cannot help you. Righteousness. That by the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Reign over devils. Reign over diseases. Reign over the works of darkness. Reign over sin. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Glory to God. Is it is the gospel? Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power 
of God unto salvation. For in this gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Your consciousness of righteousness must rise. You know, I heard the story of one man, I think Smith Wigglesworth. He was just in his room. You know, there's something they call, I don't know, we Africans, we have different names, we call things. They say, pre-crusade attack. Pre-crusade attack is when you want to do attack, the enemy, you want to do a crusade, the enemy will come and attack you. Then there's crusade attack. When you're having the crusade, Satan will attack you. Then there's post-crusade what? Post-crusade what? So, when you are done with the crusade, then Satan will come and visit you. Can I tell you something? No man's experience can be greater than the word of God. I choose to believe the word of God. But Jesus said, you will trample upon serpent and scorpions, and nothing. I will cast out devils and go home and sleep. Are you with me? Some of you guys will preach the gospel. But I said, ah, even myself, I know, they will say, let's go for evangelism, you run. You are running because you feel like, even me, I'm not worthy. But God has made you worthy. God has done what? I am worthy to preach the gospel. They even myself, I never balance. I see, they, I see they find my way. Are you joking like that? If the Holy Ghost opens your eyes to see the blessedness of what Jesus did on that cross and the power of his resurrection, you will not be talking like that. So you see, my own problem is that when I even if go to escape, my body will shake it. You have forgotten the, the power that is in you is greater than any addiction, greater than any vice, greater than any power of darkness. If you will just believe, can you say believe? Listen, one of these we have to do and learn is how to take the word of God the way it is. Don't try to rationalize it. If God says this is possible, I believe it. If God says healing is mine, I believe it. You see, all this humility. See, some things is not humility, it's humility. Say, you know, we are not righteous, so none is righteous. Not me and you. Me, I am righteous. Say, so you see, all of us, we are sinners. You and who? Not, maybe, me, I'm not a sinner. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, so you see, you no, know, all of us are in this church. Only God knows who is serving him. Maybe you are not serving him. But me, I'm serving him. I'm not serving him. I'm serving him in spirit and in truth. Pick, pick your own battle. Someone who just come with one message. In fact, the way my ears are now, I don't listen to many messages. I heard one preacher say, you know, when you do, do crusade, expect the devil to come for you. And I was scared until I heard T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne said, I've been doing ministry for the past 60 years, casting out devils. He said, devil has never come for me. I said, I like this testimony. I like this one. You know, Africans, we, somebody say, there's a gospel for the African man. You ask him why, you say, it's because somehow, somehow you would trace a babalawo into their family. But the Bible says, I've been redeemed from every tongue, every tribe. Some 
of you looking for what is not lost. Say, ah, maybe what I'm suffering is what my grandfather did. You will now travel to the village and be asking questions. Say, I'm I'm a grandfather. What's your business with that? You are being grafted into the tree called Christ. You are in a new family. You are in a new order. Forget about what your parents did, your fathers did. You are born again. If you look at your, at your family and you see that people are not getting married, say me, I'm different. Come on, say I'm different. Say they don't get married. All, this, all the ladies in my family, they've not married. Me, I'm different. Why? I'm righteous. I'm a righteous man. I'm a righteous man. So I can put to stop the works of the devil because I'm a righteous man. I can put to stop the activities of darkness in my family. Why? Because I'm a righteous man. If I listen, I'm teaching you, you will need it more when you go to your workplaces. And you go to school and all of those things. You will need these things more. I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God. When I pray, God hears me. My prayer produces results. My prayer is powerful. I can command this in the natural. Because I'm seated with Christ Jesus. In the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you can't hear things like this and faith won't rise in your heart. Not it is like, hmm, Satan has power. Oh. So we can even sleep in the night without allergen lights shining in your room. Because I'm a bit, Teshu Bawasi. Amen. You can't hurt a righteous man. You can't touch me. And these are things that our father, they understand these things. I remember um, Pastor Yadebo is saying, you know, his stories. He said some years back, he was going to go for a crusade. He was still young in the faith that time. And the founder of RCG was still alive. Back in that was still alive. And so he went to the man and said, I want to go and preach in my village, but there are witches there. And if I go and preach, they will attack me. You know what the man said? Now this man, this Pakida doesn't understand English. Because revelation knowledge is not about that you went to school. You can have BSc in economics, but you are idolatry in the things of the spirit. So this man didn't go to school, but he understands the Bible. So when Pastor Adeboe came, not him, he's a professor, but he didn't know Bible. He doesn't know what it means to be righteous. Then the man told him, he said, ah, of course, he said it to you, but I'll say it in English. He said, don't you know that you are hid in God? That your life is in God. And I said, if witches will touch you, they first of all touch God. He said, if he touch me, oh, what is wrong with you? This is not them saying, this is Bible. Colossians chapter 3. He said, you are dead and your life is hid in Christ, in God. You can't touch a righteous man. He said, the ancient powers... I can never be poor. 
God is my sufficiency. Even though things didn't change that moment. But where is he now? Listen, your consciousness will bet experiences. If you have wrong mindsets, wrong consciousnesses, your experiences will be wrong. You are the mercy of what you believe. But me, I believe God is my sufficiency. I believe in Christ Jesus, I am competent. Every vision that God has given me, I am able to fulfill by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the mindset you carry. Listen, as I'm even speaking right now, the lifting power is resting upon me. Your life can't be the same. Listen, there's no, I was talking to somebody, somebody messaged me when we're in school. When I was graduating, we used to have some of you know what I'm talking about. A meeting called EIP. You know, we just come together, we pray for hours, we just feed on God's word. And I'll be teaching them about these things. Years later, I graduated, one boy just came to me, he's done now. He said, before that meeting, those meetings started, I used to fail. I mean, fail in class, have F's and all of those things. But when we come for those meetings, I'll be teaching them, these simple things I'm teaching you. God is a sufficiency. The power of God is in you. And by that same power, you can translate into, into mighty academic results. And as he was hearing, listen, what you hear matters. What you hear matters, I tell you. As he was hearing those things, hearing those things, hearing those things, he will go and write exams. He will have A's. He will have A's. Now, it was not as if he began to read more. He was always reading. Now, listen to me. If you are failing and you are not reading, you don't need prayers. You don't even, need, don't even listen to what I'm saying. Don't listen. Go and read your book. But this is a guy who, who reads but yet fails. Satan is wicked. Hope you know. He reads but he fails. But as he began to hear these words, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are sufficient you are competent in all things. You are skillful. God is in you mightily. As he began to hear those things, he will go and let the exam. You have A's. What changed? What changed? Come on, what changed? Your consciousness will define your experiences. Listen, if you believe that Ogwaye can catch you up, I bet you, even if Apostle Sema lands on you, they will catch you, they will catch up with you. Even if they do your layers on you, they will catch up with you because your consciousness is wrong. Lord, I'm competent. You are in a job place. You should be the best. Are you getting what I'm saying? This part, this is not when we say new breed. It's not we become church and be dancing the Holy Ghost. I dance in the no, don't dance in the Holy Ghost. You need to be out there representing Christ. So if I'm in a workplace and they give me a task to do, I can say by the Spirit, I have the capacity. The wisdom of God is at work in me. The wisdom of the Spirit is aiding me. You are making shoes. They give you shoes to make. You do nonsense. And you'll be speaking in tongues. That's not being a believer. You know, if I possess something on his status and I feel his pain, he said, <laughs> he said, he will never give his work a believer again. 
Because you give believers so close for you, you will so nonsense, you will so uncatch. I don't know. And you'll be speaking, what is your tongues meant for? If, if you are a fashion designer, you should be the best. Your tongue should translate into capacity to do things right. They give you clothes to make you so nonsense. They say, God, prosper me. You, be, you, be, you can never be rich. It's not a cause. I know you don't like my preaching, no. But no problem. God will help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> Let me not see what I want to say now. The wisdom of God finding expression in you. You are not a weakling. They tell you, can you do this? Ah, I can't do it too. Can you do this? I can't do it too. Can you lead prayers? I can't lead prayers. Oh. Okay, read Bible verse. I can't read Bible verse. Oh. That's, not, that's not the kind of people God is raising. God is making mighty men out of us. I say God is making mighty men out of us. The wisdom of God is rising from within us. To bring solutions to the problem of nations. That's what we mean when we talk about this new breed of a thing. It's not just us talking about something. It is experiential. You can experience it. Hallelujah. Number three, because time is running. Number three, this new breed are inheritors of the name of Jesus. This new breed are inheritors of the name of Jesus. Look at Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 21. Thank you, sir. Mark chapter 16, 17 to 21. Everybody, let's read this. Let's read this together. Let's look at the screen. I think it's up there. One, two, go. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. 18. They shall take up serpents. Drink any daily thing. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. 19. Sealed up into heaven and did what? Stop. Let's stop there. Jesus said, If you what? believe. In my name you will do what? So as you are seated here, can you cast out devils? <laughs> oh God. Can you lay hands on the sick and they will recover? This is your reality. In case you got born again yesterday, you will still lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Why? You have inherited the name of Jesus. An inheritance is not something you labor for. It is something you receive. That's why it is called an inheritance. Jesus said, I have willed my name to you. And guess what? Everything Jesus could have done if he were on earth, his name upon your lips can do. So you must learn to use the name of Jesus. Say, I will use the name of Jesus. You know, Kenneth Egan. I want you to listen to this because this will help many of you. Because some of you can cry. 
even God, they've nicknamed you in heaven, cry, cry, baby. Any smoke you are crying. God, why me? Is this how you'll be looking at me? Yes, you'll be looking at you like that. Let me give you a true story. Kenneth Egan said he had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus in that vision was talking to him about his ministry, giving him instructions. And as Jesus was talking to him, a demon just came in between him and Jesus and began to distract, distract him so that he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And in his own mindset, he was thinking Jesus would do something about it. Is that not true? But Jesus, I like that man. He just kept talking. He didn't even mind what the devil was doing. But he was hoping, Jesus do something about this guy that is distracting me. I can't hear what you are saying. But Jesus just kept talking, just kept talking. Until he got to a point, he became angry. Some of you, you need to get angry. Some of you, what's the time to do to you? You know, this rat that will bite you and blow, and blow breeze. You know those rats? That's that's not dusty. You will afflict you, they give you small comfort. So that you will never be angry. He said, now time, process, process. Some process is not process, it's affliction. I can tell you for you, it's affliction. So while he was waiting, hoping that Jesus would do something about it, then he got angry in his spirit and he commanded that devil in the name of Jesus, stop. And immediately the devil stopped and ran away. Then he now asked Jesus and said, I need to do something about this devil. Then Jesus told him, he said, I could not have done anything if you didn't do anything. Now that's a big lesson. There are many things. Listen, when you become born again, it's a call into partnership with God. That's why Paul says we are co-laborers with God. That's why he gave you his name. So you don't look at sickness in your family and say, Jesus, what are you going to do about this thing? That's why he put you there and gave you his name. So you use that name. You use that name. Some of you don't know depression is a spirit. Some of you just get depressed easily. Depression is not, is not, you don't need. It's not a psychological thing, per se. Depression is a spirit. I can tell you this thing. I remember when I was on campus, there was a period I was depressed for a couple of days, like two, three days. And that morning, I just woke up just reading the Bible, struggling to read the Bible. Because I was, my, my heart was heavy. And I turned to that, I just flipped up, flipped my, my Bible, and then I just came to that place where, um, it says, Paul was on the island, and a viper fastened himself to his hands, right? And the Bible says, that Paul shook it off. Is that your Bible? When I saw that scripture, the Holy Ghost, not like I heard the Holy Ghost screaming at me. And he said, Felicia, shake that depression off. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of depression, I cast you out. I'm not, it is not, it's not Nickelodeon. You know what? Listen, may I know what I'm saying? Immediately, I could feel I don't know, I could feel that weight on me break loose. So I knew that depression is not actually psychological. It's a spirit. Why are you always moody? Always frowning your face. 
and they ask you what happened is a spirit and you can address it in the name of Jesus some of you need to go to your office and say in the name of Jesus this atmosphere is cleansed the son of God is here this atmosphere is cleansed in the name of Jesus you use that name there's power in that name over your family when you begin to have children over your children the name of Jesus so you lay hands on the sick in that name and command their healing and they'll be well can I give you one minute to address something in the name of Jesus I want to give you just one minute address something I just want us to do that quickly address something in the name of Jesus address something this is not how to address so you are doing as if you are, you are begging Satan now I'm not saying pray to God I say you address this situation address that don't jump with this moment address that situation tell the devil I cut off your influence over my life in the name of Jesus it if you're online you're not left out address that issue I come before you in the name of Jesus I cut off your influence and addiction you are going through say in the name of Jesus devil I cut off your influence over this situation Satan I cut off your influence in the name please don't take it for granted this is how men rise and do things Jesus. Satan, I cut off your influence. That generational pattern. I cut off, I cut off your influence. In the name of Jesus. Are you using that name? Don't cry and beg God. Address that issue. In the name of Jesus. And as you are doing that, begin to see those mountains fleeing. Come on, let's this is a curious moment, a curious moment. For there's power in that name. You have the right to that name. Over this reoccurring health issue, in the name of Jesus, I receive healing now. Now, now, now. Come on, get angry, get angry. The power of God breaking loose. I see God delivering people. Age-long battles breaking. Of your influence, devil, over my family, over my loved ones. I cut off your influence. In the name of Jesus, don't pray in tongues, don't pray in tongues. Call that issue by name and come against it. In the name of Jesus, mention that addiction by name and confront it. With the name of Jesus. Mention that situation by name. And confront it. Kai. See God delivering men. I can hear God say finally. You have woken up. Finally you have woken up. Finally you have woken up. I've been waiting for you to wake up. I've been waiting for you to wake up. I've been wanting to do this. The name of Jesus. Jesus some of you the reason why you are not married yet is that 
the angel of darkness is covering you in the name of Jesus that veil is being torn some of you what is covering your business you are working hard
one minute or two, I want to give you an opportunity to cut off demonic influences in your own life, in your family, in somebody's life that you know. Please, as the musicians just prophesy, I want you to don't speak in tongues. Don't speak in tongues. Measure needs by name. Can you do that? If you're online, this is your moment. This is your moment. I cut off. Every addiction, I cut off.
chains falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains. Can you hear the chains falling?
Are you ready, friends? Come on, are you ready? I can are you ready? Are you ready? In one, two minutes, can you command through the name of Jesus? Angelic ministry. Angelic ministry. Angelic ministry. Over your family.
they end this evening in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing somebody in the spirit. What is happening to you is that you lose opportunities. Something like something like they can send you an email for an interview, and you will see it two weeks later. In the name of Jesus, it is ending. I end it in the name of Jesus. For some people, is that you can't see opportunities. There's a dark cloud. I roll it away. In the name of Jesus. For some of you, it's as though there are fetters stopping you from working with God. I break those fetters. In the name of Jesus. I insist on the covenant. Jesus told that woman, he said, Ought not this woman, who is also a daughter of Abraham, be loose from this affliction? Ought not. You are loose from every affliction. In the name of Jesus. Can you shout hallelujah? Come on, rejoice, rejoice. Come on, rejoice. Is that how to rejoice? Come on, rejoice. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, have your seat. Hallelujah. That was the Kairos moment. I could not have missed it for anything. Carriers of the name. No way, I'm rounding up. Don't be scared. All right. Are we blessed already? You see, in an Holy Ghost meeting, what we wait for is just a spark of the Holy Ghost. We just wait. They are just patient. As I was teaching, I knew Holy Ghost wanted to break something. I just wanted to be patient. And I, I hope that you jumped into that river. I hope you did. What I taught you now is a practice of faith. You don't say, God, why me? Why me? Oh, what's wrong with you? You address situations. You take the battle to the camp of the enemy. You don't say, why me? Why not you? Hallelujah. The last thing I want to say, and I want this to be your practice for 2024 is that this new breed are a people of consecration consecration that bets divine encounters I will just say that in 4 minutes we are done but I want us to leave here as soon as possible I have other meetings I want to catch up with too are you with me listen in 2024 make up your mind that you are going to live for Jesus let your one and only ambition be to know the Lord. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 10, he said, that I may know him. Divine encounters are at the mercy of a consecrated life. You can't know God beyond the level of your consecration. I'm not saying be fasting and praying every day. If the Lord instructs you to, to fast for three, five days, I love you. May the Lord be with you. But it goes beyond that. The systems of this world has been designed to make you forget who you are. So you can go to church on a Sunday and sing, Lord, I love you. And on a Monday, you have totally forgotten that you have, you, you have been 
betrothed to the one and only Jesus. A life of consecration. My ambition is to know the Lord. The Lord told me years back. He said, Felicia, don't chase shadows. Chase me. I'm the only thing that is real. God is the only thing that is real. I hope you know. <laughs> God is the only thing that is real. Only God is real. And I will chase him. Listen. This is what breaks divine encounters. So, prayer is not just because you want to get results. You have prayer points and so you have to pray. So it means that if you are praying for prayer points, when God answers your prayers, you won't have anything to pray about. Many of us, our prayer life died when God answered our prayers. You have 10 things you are trusting God for. So when God answers them, what are you going to pray about? Prayer goes beyond asking God for things. When you pray, I've taught you guys before, those of you that follow our Bible studies, that prayer is actually a technology to keep you God conscious. To keep you conscious of God in this dark world. So in 2024, you want to live a life of consecration. I know you have to go to work. You have work to do. I understand. I've worked in a, I've worked in a um, organized system before. They give you breaks, Abi. Abi Allah, they give you breaks. How many minute breaks? An hour. Can't you go to a bathroom and speak in tongues? Pray. friends. A life of prayer. A life of the word of God. Consistently give yourself to the reading, the study and meditation of God's word on a daily basis. Be, be ambitious about knowing God. Some of us, we have written our goals for 2024, right? Some of us didn't even put there in 2024, I want to know God better. You didn't put it there. Go and rearrange that goals. I want to know the Lord better. I want to know you, Lord. Paul, after many years of ministry, came in Philippians 3 verse 10. He says, that I may know him. That's consecration. I'm not saying go and be wearing big, big skirt. I'll be flowing and sweeping all of No. I've seen some people who have, who wear lost skirt. They're wicked. Those of you who went to Exodus, you know all those lecturers that always use their ring? I don't want Buruju. Knowing God is not about God help us in Jesus' name. But I want to know the Lord. Beyond church activities, I want to know the Lord. My ambition is to know Him. May that be your ambition also. In the name of Jesus. May that be your ambition. You see, I'm trusting God that many of you, listen. The way God wants to bless you, even financially now, is in such a way that if your heart is not sold out for God, you will forget Him. You will forget Him. So God,
God must work in us in such a way that our heart is truly sold out to him. Have an ambition for the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we say thank you, Jesus? Can we say thank you, Jesus? Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. That I may know you. I want to know the one I have believed. I want to apprehend the reason why I have been apprehended. Some of you in 2024, you have to use social media less. Wait, stop. Don't do spiritual things. Let me talk to us. Let me ask you a question. Since the day you have been doing TikTok, what great profit has he added to you? Let's be honest with ourselves. I'm speaking by the spirit. You don't like this one, have you? <laughs> what, has he, what has he done to you? In fact, many of the depression you people have, you got it from social media. Yesterday, now people are doing pajamas still. You, you are single, you say, hey, God, when? You now remember you're not married. Problem don't start again. Maybe if you're using Nokia for 310, you know how such things. That iPhone is a problem. Go and sow it as seed. That's the word for somebody. And use, sow it to me. <laughs> me, I don't like social media. I'll use it well. I don't like social media. Because it takes time. That's from Instagram streets to Facebook Avenue to WhatsApp lane to TikTok estates. You are just showing up and down. And the whole day has gone. Now one guy came to me. I hope he's listening. He's a very funny boy. He said, Pastor, I'm struggling with my prayer life. I said, that's Morty. Let me put you on a regiment, on a routine. I said, let's do 45 minutes every day. You pray and study every day for 45 minutes. Is 45 minutes too much? Some of you eat for two hours. You eat for two hours. They will go out and come back. You are still eating. It's okay. Eat like a king. No problem. So one day, the guy agreed. He said, yes, I will do it. And his excuse was that he didn't have time. I said, no. At least you have time to eat every day. You, have, you sleep eight hours. Some of you will say, I need to sleep 12 hours to help my body to be, to be balanced. So, I left him for two or three days. Then I called him on the phone. I said, Baoni, how is the thing I asked you to do? He said, eh, Pastor, I've not been doing it. I said, okay. So what are you doing now? He said, eh, actually, I'm, working, I'm watching African Magic. I said, it should get here. There's no, I can't help you. You have time. I'm telling you, you have time. Seriously, you have time to know God. In fact, the man that wrote... The greatest book on devotion was a very busy man, Brother Lawrence. How have you read that book? Practicing the presence of God. Okay, few of us. That's the book you should read, though. Not dating at 25 all the time. Right? Read. Or 100 things to know that is your husband. Or 1,000 things to know to be a good wife. Before you master 1,000 things, you'd have died. But go and read them, anyways. But there are things that you feed on. There are books you feed on. That's why I told myself, God, knowing God takes grace and discipline. God will provide the grace, but you need discipline. Some of you need to learn how to wake up in the midnight and pray. 
it out for yourself alone. Many of you here in the next five years, you'll be mothers and fathers. You can't train your children with Didi Moji Lowuro five minutes devotion in the morning. If you're not careful, you will raise beasts in your home. I'm telling you, the world is dark. I have younger ones here. Younger ones. I went to go and bring them for this meeting. They like TikTok. So if I go to the house, I, I baptize them with God's words. TikTok, 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 TikTok. Yeah. Some of you, you don't even know doctrine of righteousness. You don't know it. Whereas you are supposed to pastor your children. You are supposed to be the first pastors of your children. At least for the sake of your children. Know God. Okay. I don't say you don't like your own soul. But for your children. Because the days they will be born into will be very dark. In fact, you know what I'm saying, Abi? You know what I'm saying? Some of you will travel out of the country. Hallelujah. Are you going to raise your children in UK with... You have to know God. And this is the best time. Please create time to know God. In 2024, make up your mind. Listen, if the friends around you are people, the only thing they know how to do is to gist and waste time. End that relationship in 2023. Pick new ones. Fellowship with us. 